Miracy. I'm Derek Depker, and you're listening to Making It. I'm founder of Bestseller Secrets, and I help authors write and market their books to bestseller. When I was five years old, I had no idea what an entrepreneur was. I'm pretty sure the idea of business would have been, sounded like the most boring thing in the world to me. I didn't have a super disciplined family. It was moderate. It was actually what I consider a, a healthy balance. My dad was a plastic surgeon, so he very much took a traditional path of go to school, go to medical school, get a good job. My mom was a surgical tech. Later on, I got really serious about wanting to be a pilot. And that might have been where my life went until I got into music when I started playing guitar at 12 years old. So at 12 years old, I wanted to be a rock star. And that was the path I pursued, got my degree in, in music. And it wasn't until years later that the idea of entrepreneurship ever even entered my mind. And even going from 12 years old through college, the idea of let's say music business. I'm like, oh, business, that's the boring side. I don't care about business and marketing. I just want to be creative and write music and perform for people. So that was my passion. I originally moved to Nashville, Tennessee at first to get a degree in music from Belmont University. Then after that, I moved to LA and I was really happy. I mean, a lot of people, especially in the entrepreneurship world, kind of say, oh, you know, you don't need college and things like that. And that's true for a lot of things. College can be overrated. For me, college was really great because I went into it with the understanding that it's not just what you pick up from books and textbooks and in the classroom. It's the other people that you're connecting with, those relationships that you form, some relationships that have lasted me now years even after graduating. When I got into business and entrepreneurship, I realized that I don't want to reinvent the wheel. And there's probably someone who already knows how to do this. So I very early on prioritized coaching, going to seminars. I was totally broke when I moved to LA. I was sleeping on an air mattress, valet parking cars, delivering hot wings part-time. I didn't even eat hot wings. But the idea was, okay, I can take some of these jobs. And then I would drive around, for instance, and listen to podcasts, teleseminars, audiobooks. I volunteered at seminars because I couldn't afford all of them, but I could volunteer at some of them and get that education piece. So I also realized that, okay, if, if learning from others, getting coaching and instruction and then networking was key for what I do in music, same thing with entrepreneurship. Let me invest in my education. Let me continuously take in knowledge from other people. And let me also put myself in environments where I was going to meet other entrepreneurs and people who could help me build my business. So when I was valet parking cars, it was a little frustrating because I felt like I have talent. I was playing in a band at the time. I should be out there playing music and really doing all these things I feel like I was meant to do. And here I am parking cars, which wasn't a terrible job. Didn't feel like it was taking advantage of my talents. What I did though, is I go, okay, this is a situation I'm in. What if I practice my people skills now? Cause I'm interacting with people. What if I take some of these things that I've been learning in these books and apply it to my conversations with people? So it became an opportunity to cultivate these skills and these things that I was working on in those jobs. I turned down a much better job where I could have worked at a guitar store. On paper, it was the perfect thing. And I remember walking out after the guy said, we will hire you. You know, I just had to do a drug test, which I was going to pass. So I was going to go do that. And I was 
thinking to myself, I got this weird feeling in my gut. Like if I'm doing this job and this sort of a full-time thing, I'm not going to be able to go to these seminars that I had planned to go to after I just moved to LA. I might get so comfortable with this job that it's going to take over and interfere with the my entrepreneurial dream. And it was so weird because I'm a pretty logical guy. I go, this, this makes sense though, to take this job. That's the smart, reasonable thing. For whatever reason though, I thought about my life months or years in, into the future. And I go, I, I might not even realize how I had sabotaged my dreams by getting into this thing that was almost too good, too comfortable. And then I go, well, I can kind of just work this job and not worry about some of these other projects. It also reminds me of a speaker at a seminar I went to a couple months after I moved to LA. He was talking about a similar story where there was someone who wanted to get into speaking. He's like, I want to do what you do. I want to be speaking on stage. And he was upset though. He's like, I'm stuck in this job. I'm stuck doing work I don't really want to do. And the speaker at the event asked him, well, what are you doing? And I believe he said something like, well, I'm a teacher. And it's like, are you kidding me? You're in the perfect job right now where you can be practicing these skills. You can be practicing your speaking skills, your storytelling skills, all these sort of things. And it was like a light bulb moment for the guy because he didn't see it now as this thing where he's stuck in this job, but he's not doing what he really wanted to do. It was more a setup, more an opportunity to be practicing his craft, developing his skills in that situation. A big motivator for me is thinking, if I do something, how can this help others? What I find really helps though is, let's say I, I have a tracking sheet on my wall and I give myself a gold star every night, I keep my desk clean, my work desk clean. And one of the things that motivates me to do that is not only just for myself, I think this is part of what I teach and it's, I share it with others who want to form their own habits. So if someone else, whether it's a decluttering habit or an exercise habit or a meditation habit or something in their business, I think, okay, if I want to inspire others and motivate others, I'm going to go first. I'm going to do something and then I'll be able to document it and share it with other people. So another thing that really motivated me and helped me endure some of the hardships was this constant idea that in the future, I'm going to teach this to other people. And I don't want to be a hypocrite and say, well, this is a good idea for you to do it. I don't do it. I don't bother with it, but you should do it. And I don't like that. I don't want to be the hypocrite. So another thing I did was I created a challenge. I work a lot with authors. I go, I'm going to do a, an organization challenge. And first thing though, I got to get organized. So if I were to just sit down and go, Derek, go get organized, organize all your files and all this, ah, that sounds like a chore. But I go, okay, no, create a challenge around organization that you can share with others. Oh, now when I'm getting organized, it's part of a bigger creative project that's then going to help others. Now, all of a sudden, I enjoy it because it's not just for my benefit, which I also appreciate. It's also going to be something that can impact others. After I had my first breakthrough and, and made it with my book, actually, months later went into a depression because I thought, well, nothing I'm doing is really going to make that much of a difference. And I kind of beat myself up for not even knowing where I wanted to go exactly with my life. And what I did though was as much as I love personal development, I was using that as like a hammer to beat myself over the head with going, but Derek, you should be grateful. There are people who have it far worse in the world, which is true. Yet I was making myself feel bad for feeling bad. I was so into the positive thinking type of thing that I thought, well, I shouldn't feel bad about this. Now I'm making myself feel bad for feeling bad. And it became this downward spiral. Instead, if I would have said, you know what, Derek, it's okay at times if you don't know what you're going to do, if you're feeling lost and directionless, because 
there might come a time where you have to help someone else who's feeling a little lost and directionless. And had you never gone through that experience, if you don't ever go through that, you won't know what it's like. So embrace the times that it's okay that you're upset at times. Say to yourself, it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling, because that was actually the path to freedom. And once I was okay with not being okay, then I actually became okay. Then it led to that upward spiral of allowing myself to process these emotions, going, what's the message that these, these emotions are here to give me? How might this actually help me serve more people in the future? So this isn't a problem. This is the exact experience I need to better serve people down the road. Making it means to me two things. One is you the typical definition. You have a goal. You have your vision of success, your highest potential, insert whatever cliche you want to put in there, and you've achieved that that you set for yourself. It also means not being too attached to what you think success is, because there's a lot of times where if I would have made it doing what I thought I wanted to do at 12 years old, that wouldn't be success to me today. So it's also an openness and an active process. It's not that you make it and then you're done. I love that it's making it because it's that continuous openness to going, what am I being called to do right now? And in pursuit of that. So it's not about the insert other cliche. It's not about the destination. It's the journey to that, to where even if I say I quote unquote made it, there's still that next step. It's not about the never good enough. I'm not quite there. It's not that. It's the recognition that we as human beings were constantly wanting to evolve, to grow, to achieve more, to progress. And that to me is the making it process where it's going, now what am I being called to? I don't even know where this is going towards. A quick example of that was years ago, I am an author, so I had a number of books and I wanted to create audiobooks. So I got obsessed with this idea of how can I create audiobooks for myself because then I could teach other authors that I work with how to do it. Now, fast forward, long story short, I ended up figuring that out, creating a course that's gone on to be a, a very successful course. When I was first doing it, though, I didn't know necessarily that I was going to create a course or that it would do well. It was like something inside me was saying, this is what I'm called to do. Go do it. Go pursue it. I don't know what it's going to lead to. And so learning to trust those intuitions, the flashes of inspiration the, as I said before, it's like a calling or a pull that you feel that to me is even if I don't see the tangible vision of success or the metrics of success, when I'm pursuing that, that's when I feel really alive, really on purpose to me, continuously pursuing that regardless of when or what kind of external outcomes you see, especially in the short term, that's making it when you're following your intuition, following your heart. I'm Derek Depker, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at bestsellersecrets.com. Making It is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Once Upon a Business. This episode of Making It was produced by Jeff Govitson and Cassandra Tepeveen. That's me. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer, and Danny Eney is our executive producer. To catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, please follow us on YouTube or your favorite podcast player. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment or a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.